Hello, hello. Welcome to Mommy's Crime Time. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you've had a happy Wednesday. The week is halfway over. Thank goodness. I want to talk about Gannon Stock again. I know we've talked about him a few times. I know that this case is one that is everywhere. It's gotten national attention. There are several Facebook groups. Where is Gannon? things like that, and everyone is just so invested in this case, and now we have entered the fourth week that he's been missing. He's been missing over a month now, and it's devastating that we don't have answers, and I can only imagine what Gannon's family is actually going through. This has got to be a nightmare for them, not knowing where he is, especially after this much time. I kind of want to go over a quick rundown of the dates and kind of a timeline. I'm not going to do any speculation or, you know, theories in this podcast. It's going to be based on fact, what we've read, what we know. I'm not going to talk about opinions. If you want that, you can go to my Spilling the Tea podcast. So this one is basically just fact and what the investigation has entailed and how it has unfolded to this point. So we know on January 27th that Gannon was reported missing. At first he was reported as a runaway because of a search on his phone where he had said could your parents find you if your phone was turned off. So he was started out as a runaway. By the 28th which is the very next day his mom Landon had arrived in Colorado. He was living with his stepmom and dad His dad was away at military training. So the last person to see him was his stepmother, Letitia. And she said that around 3.15 to 4 p.m., he told her he was walking to a friend's house. He did miss school that day. A lot of things about that. I don't want to get into all of that stuff because it starts leading to a lot of my theories and, you know, speculations and what I think. But I'm just going to go over fact. Now, on the 30th of January, they changed him from a runaway to an endangered missing child because he is only 11 years old. The weather in Colorado, as well as there being medications that he needed that he did not have. On the 31st of January, Letitia did her infamous, you know, interview on the news that caught everyone's attention where she says she had nothing to do with Gannon's disappearance and that she felt she needed an apology, that law enforcement had not been fair to her that the family had not been fair to her, nor had the community. On the 3rd of February, the neighbor, Roderick Drayton, he found the footage of T and Gannon leaving the home and then T returning without Gannon, and that was given to investigators, and then it was later leaked or given to media, and then it went everywhere. On February 5th, Al, Gannon's father, Landon, his mother, and his little sister, did a plea on the news and on TV, you know, begging for his return, any information, begging people to call. On the 6th, they did a search around the Big Johnson Reservoir. And then on the 12th, T issued another statement to the public disputing the footage that the neighbor had given, saying that he was paid for it and that only half of the footage had been released. Around the 14th of February, the search began in Douglas County, and this search was a pretty big one in the South Perry Park Road area. It was the FBI, Douglas County Sheriff's Office, and El Paso County Sheriff's Office 
They were poking through snow and mud with shovels and long poles. And this was like a 35-acre area that they went through. They spent a lot of time there. They said over 82 people assisted with this case or with this search. And, of course, they, they're not saying that anything was recovered. They sifted through the snow, and they did come to this area because of a tip, but the sheriff's office said they could not disclose the nature of that tip. So they don't want us to know, you know, where the tip came from. I know it did appear like they were, they had gotten something. They asked the media to move back. They had some tents out there. I don't know if maybe they found evidence, but they have not said. As of the 18th, which was last week, they had gotten about 637 tips. They had about 7,000 investigative hours and about 8,400 staff hours, including the searches with drones, horses, and canines. So at not long after that, you know, they decided that they needed to suspend the searches. And this was very disheartening for a lot of people. You know, how can you suspend the searches? But if they're not finding anything, then they, they've really, you know, run out of places to look. They said in the last three weeks, they had conducted both large-scale searches and smaller, more specific searches in El Paso and Southern Douglas County. But at this point, the investigation is not criminal, and there are no named suspects. No suspects. Still don't like that, but I won't get into that. So as I said, all the on-the-ground searches had been suspended. They did say that despite suspending these searches, the investigation is progressing and continuing. And as of the 24th, which was Monday, they had received about 768 tips. So tips are still rolling in and they are still investigating each tip that they get to see if it leads to anything. But there have not been any sightings of Gannon that are confirmed, you know, due to these tips or anything like that. So... So far, not a whole lot. The tips have included, as I said, possible sightings, search suggestions, social media-related information, suspicious activity, found property and possible evidence, as well as video, photo, and drone evidence. Now, they say in El Paso, I'm sorry, El Paso County Sheriff's Office, they're saying this is still an active and fluid investigation with the potential for searches to happen at any time. So they're saying just because they're not searching right now doesn't mean that they are not set and ready to search as soon as they need to. We'll be right back. Welcome back, guys. We were talking about the searches being suspended and how you know, they're still saying this is an investigation that, they're, that is progressing. They did have Dog the Bounty Hunter um, give a little bit of information the other day and he had said that law enforcement must have something hint of something or you know something that they're not telling us we are not investigators they are and that maybe they haven't asked for the public's help because they already know what they need to know or they already have something or maybe they're just waiting for someone to crack by waiting for someone to crack that means someone to tell someone to come forward you know maybe the person that we all believe is at the root of this will tell the person that has Apparently, within the last day or so, so that they are pregnant. Don't know if that's true, but it's some speculation that's going around. So, right now, they're just waiting to find out if anybody tells anything while they continue this investigation. So, they're not doing any ground searches at this time, but they have been back to the home in the past few days, including today. 
taking items out of the home. So on the 21st, which was Friday, we know that the crime lab, the Metro lab was back at the residence. We know that law enforcement has been noted coming, you know, coming and going quite frequently to the home. But today was kind of a big day with the crime lab because they would not say what they were doing in the house, just that it was an ongoing investigation. Of course, they're not going to tell us, you know, like they're not going to come out and say, oh yeah, we were looking for this, 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 and this. So we don't really know what they, you know, were looking at or bringing out, but they did bring out a very large item covered in brown paper. Don't know what this large item was, but it was known to be a very large item. They also carried out tools that looked like tripods, set ladders, toolboxes, and traffic cones. Now, it appeared that the van had been backed so closely to the garage that they could barely get the doors open, and it was almost as if they parked so close to the garage that the cameras would not be able to see what they were doing, what they were taking out of the home at that point. You can see this if you go look at my video on YouTube that I'm posting basically the same thing as this about the last four weeks. You can see some images of the crime lab vehicles there and of this van being parked so close to the garage. So right now, like that, that's all we know. Obviously, they're looking for something. There's something in the home that keeps bringing them back. I mean, I can't imagine how many times they've been there that they would not have gotten or found everything. Now, we know that there was this issue with the candle, the carpet, you know, and all of that. I don't know if they've recovered any of the original carpet. I know that Letitia in her statement she said that Gannon had cut his foot in the garage on Saturday night and that she had helped him get patched up. So we, we know that there's been speculation that blood was found in the home by a family member on Facebook. They made that, you know, that statement that there was blood found. But when she made this statement, was that her way of covering if there were blood? Was there blood found? We don't know. There's so much that we don't know and there's so much that we want to know. But I think it's important for us to remember that, you know, we are not the investigators. They know what they're doing. I mean, the FBI is involved. Obviously, they are a, they know what to do. And we, we don't. Yes, it's very frustrating being on the sidelines, waiting every day to hear something. I know I have my phone, you know, with notifications on for these news channels, you know, halfway across the country for me, just in case something comes out. I check it multiple times a day. But they've, they've said they're not going to be given these daily updates anymore. That, you know, you, you won't get them daily unless the search or the investigation warrant a notification. So no longer will the media be getting these, you know, daily updates and what we're doing today and what to expect. So that's troubling because it makes you worry. Are they giving up? But I, I don't think they're giving up. I think that maybe they, they have something or they have found something in the home that has led them to stop searching all over. And, you know, all these hours in and not finding anything. Maybe they do have information we aren't aware of. But this case scares me to death because if you listen to my Missing Monday, you know that I talked about in episode one, Buddy Myers, who went missing near me. And how this case is like 20 years old that this little boy has been missing and there's still no answers. He's never been found. He walked away one day and never came back and nothing was recovered. No body. Nothing. And I am terrified that this case with Gannon will turn out that way, that we may never get answers. And I, I don't think that anyone is okay with that because everyone is invested in this case. I mean, there's people in the area that have went out of their way to make flyers and go hand them out. And 
their cars. They have written, you know, where's Gannon and stuff like that all over their vehicles. The community is definitely invested in this. And so is just people in general because this is an 11-year-old little boy. And we don't know where he went. We see his mother on TV. We see her very emotional. We feel sympathy for her. And it's almost like her nightmare has become our nightmare. Now, social media has been both a blessing and a bit of a problem in this case because, you know, in the beginning, there were a lot of things that we could look at on there and say, you know what, this isn't right. This person, I'm not going to speculate, this person has, you know, contradicted her statement with this post. So we need to forward this to law enforcement, that sort of thing. But by this time in the investigation, there are so many fake accounts, fake GoFundMe accounts, things that are no longer credible. And it's honestly starting to hurt the investigation. Also, the, they don't want you calling in with, you know, your theory or, or things that you can't, you know, if you're, if you've never met the family, you're not from the area and you just think you might be the investigator to solve it. You know, they don't want you calling in for nonsense. If you call in, make sure you have a real tip, something that could really help, not just random things that, that don't really relate. So if you have any information, if you do know anything, if you have something that really could help the investigation, please call 719-520-6666. Or if you don't want to call, you can do an email. And the email is tips, T-I-P-S, at elpasoco.com. So again, if you have any information that is relevant, that's not, you know, a rumor, please give them a call, send them a message, and see if maybe we can get this, you know, some closure, find something, something for this family, because I can't imagine being a month not knowing where my child is, a month of, I mean, honestly, hell, you don't know if they're okay, if they're cold, if they're, you know, safe, where they are, and I'm thinking that at this point, we all kind of are fearing the worst, and I, I hope that I'm wrong, I hope that he's okay, but again, it's, there's so many cases right now of these missing children, and it's breaking my heart because it seems like a parent or a step-parent are always at the center of it. And they're the one withholding information or lying to the police or whatever. You know, it's, it's starting to really, really affect, like, how we, we're looking at society now. How people are, can just hurt their own children for no reason. I assure you, if you don't want your child, there are plenty of people out there that would love to have a child that can't. Or there are people out there that would just love to have your child to raise them. That would love to give them a better life. You don't have to hurt your child. You don't have to make them disappear. I just it's, it's heartbreaking for me that someone could, if someone did, I mean, they're saying it's not criminal, but if someone did do something to him, just like with Evelyn Boswell, why could you not just handle this a different way? So again, this was just a quick update of the last four weeks, just a kind of timeline and what's going on in the case right now. Again, no ground searches right now. They are still, you know, investigating, but right now there are no active searches. So maybe that they found something in the home, maybe something will come out, maybe we'll hear something in the next couple of days. I know we keep saying that, we keep hoping that, but let's all just really hope that we hear something soon and that his family is able to, you know, get some kind of closure, whatever it may be. I want to thank you guys for listening to Mommy's Crime Time. And I hope you have a great night.